This is Jessica Lynn Jimeno, and you are listening to Flip Switch, the podcast and blog that helps teens and 20-somethings understand depression and bipolar disorder. Many of us have lived with the stigma of mental illness, which sometimes makes things like finding a job difficult. Well, imagine living with both mental health stigma and a prison record. Today you'll hear from a young man who turned his life around after serving five years in prison. I first met Kevin when we both won awards of excellence from Washington, D.C.'s National Council. Kevin received first prize in the category Individual Achievement for his tireless work as an advocate for people with serious mental illness in the criminal justice system. First, you'll hear what led Kevin down a bad path. Then, you'll hear how he redeemed himself. Finally, we'll hear Kevin's tools for mental health survival. And now, here's Kevin. My name is Kevin Clear. I'm 31 years old. I'm currently the substance abuse specialist on the CASES Nathaniel Assertive Community Treatment Team. CASES stands for Center for Alternative Sentencing and Employment Services. We function as a jail diversion program. We prevent people who are involved with the criminal justice system from doing state sentences and instead treat them in the community for their mental health and psychosocial needs. What is your diagnosis? My diagnosis has changed from time to time, from psychiatrist to psychiatrist. I currently carry a diagnosis of schizophrenia. I was diagnosed around the age of 20. How did your struggles with mental illness impact you as a teenager? When I dealt with the onset of my mental illness during my early adolescence, I was forced to leave high school my senior year. My grades had declined, people close to me, my family, my friends really didn't understand why I was disinterested with school. And also at that tender age, I was still struggling to understand what was going on with me, and at the same time, trying to find myself. What kinds of things happened when you tried to find yourself? I began using drugs. I hung out with the wrong crowd. I still began to sell the same drugs that I used, marijuana, ecstasy, cocaine. And in fact, I, I sold drugs to a lot of the elite upper crust of New York City. How did you support your habit? Selling drugs, robbing drug dealers, and eventually I was caught. So how long were you sentenced to prison? I was sentenced to a five years prison sentence. What was the moment like when you first realized that you were going to prison? I felt what a lot of people feel. Fear, confusion, denial, just not realizing I was going to end up doing that amount of time. I was incarcerated in 2002. What kinds of things did you do while you were in prison? Immediately obtained my GED. I took trades. I read books. I went to self-help meetings, workshops on peer counseling, and I also continued to receive mental health treatment while I was incarcerated. What kind of program did you participate in towards the end of your incarceration? The Sing Sing Core program, which basically stands for community reentry. 
This program worked with inmates returning to the community who had access one diagnoses. It exposed the participants, including myself, to mental health treatment while working on access to entitlements. We spoke to social workers on a daily basis and also volunteers from other agencies. You came out of prison in 2006. Yes, I was on parole. My parole officer was very fair. He was stern but fair. I explained that I wanted to pursue training at the Howard E. T. Hart Peer Advocacy Center. I attended the peer specialist training and participated in about six months of classroom training and then a three-month internship. I found out about the peer specialist training through some volunteers from Hands Across Long Island. They would try to just prepare everybody for making the transition from prison to the community. One time I remember one of the counselors telling us that we could use our history of mental illness and our incarceration as a tool to become counselors and help others in the same situation. I truly believe that employment is a major part of my recovery. Hi there. This is Susan Resco, Executive Director of the Balanced Mind Foundation. I just wanted to butt in here for a minute to remind you that Flip Switch is the production of the Balanced Mind Foundation. We depend on support from listeners like you to keep this podcast coming to you for free. Please, if you like what you hear, consider making a contribution to help us cover our production costs. Look for the green donate button on our website, thebalancemind.org, and while you're there, take a moment to sign up for our e-newsletter or friend us on Facebook, where we post flip switch podcasts and blogs. Our website again is thebalancemind.org. Thanks so much. Now, back to our show. During the summer of 2007, the school held a job fair, and the people at Cases were there, and they hired me. During my first year of my release, I went to, went to school at Howie the Heart. I took my recovery seriously. I abstained from drugs and alcohol, and I survived on a meager public assistance budget of $68.50 and $150 in food stamps every month. Being hired with cases as a peer specialist was a major achievement in my recovery. Cases really changed things for you because you couldn't possibly, no one can survive on that budget that you were describing. Right, it's really hard to survive on that. And that, that's the public assistance uh, budget given to all single people in New York City. In my heart of hearts, I realized that employment was my true path to independence and self-sufficiency. What happened in 2007? My parole sentence was surprisingly cut in half by the very same judge who had originally sentenced me. Initially, it was supposed to be five years, and what she did is she made it two and a half years. So what are you doing now? Currently, I'm enrolled at John Jay College for Criminal Justice. I'm going for my bachelor's degree. It's something that's always haunted me, leaving school in the middle of my senior year and not going to college. And now that I'm in a better place, I decided to go back to school. So it's like you're catching up on your dreams. Exactly. I'm catching up on my dream. I like the way you put that, Jessica. What are the tools of your mental health survival kit? The major parts are definitely my relationship with God. When no one is around, friends, family, He has been my strength. And I really have to be reminded of that every day. And the reconnection to my family is a big part for me. 
because of some of the things that have happened to me and some of my, my poor choices, I've lost connection with my family in the past, and it's hard for people to trust you again, and it's hard for people to learn about mental illness and learn about recovery. And So it's like the bonds between you and your family members are being healed. Yes, the bonds between me and my family are being healed. So God and family are very big for me. To conclude, getting a proper diagnosis and treatment is essential for anyone with mental illness. Stay up to date with the latest Flipswitch news by following me on Twitter. My handle is at FlipswitchTeens. You can always hear other Flipswitch podcasts and read my blogs at www.thebalancedmind.org forward slash flipswitch forward slash podcast. Leave a comment. Be heard. Until we meet again, this is Jessica Lynn Jimeno signing off and saying thank you for listening to Flip Switch.